Hello, listeners. Yeah, how do you like that? How do you like me now? This is probably gonna... We record this in mono. Why are you guys doing this? Aww. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, Damon. Sorry, guys. It's real fun. Make believe money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about Seinfeld. Oh, the show about nothing? The show about nothing. Oh. We slipped back into the German accents there. (laughs) Oh, Uh, the show about nothing? (laughs) I cannot watch this show. I need to watch a show about something. Uh, A shout out to my buddy Pat, because I don't know much about Seinfeld, and he recommended this episode. Oh, nice. And uh, it turned out to be pretty interesting. I got some pretty interesting stuff going on here. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ratings and plot? Plot is nothing. It's a show about nothing. It's a bunch of people who are kind of narcissistic hanging out together and a crazy neighbor across the street. He's also a narcissist. Like, don't give him a oh, pass. Oh, but like, he's also crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he's got two identifiable things. He's got things. two things. George is also crazy. Like, Yeah, but in a different, George more neurotic is, way. George is the most broken of them all. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I think that you can just say that about Jason Alexander. No, he's a tortured actor. Like. That poor guy. <laughs> uh, do you remember how in Shallow Hal they made him have a tail? No. They made him have a tail. He's the colonel right now. He's of several colonels. What? Of the of the several colonels, but he is now the one KFC of the... colonels. Oh, is he one of those? I didn't yeah. realize. I saw one on. He's like him. I could see that. There's an episode of Criminal Minds. He's randomly a guest in, but <laughs> he's this just is, the colonel. I was about to say this has nothing to do with anything except that he has like white hair in it, and I get it. I Wait, can kind of see it. Well, he's like. <laughs> Walked off filming the commercial. It was like right after, um, it was like right after Seinfeld like ended, uh-huh. and I bet you it was just he was like, I need to do the thing so from else. George I need to do Costanza. a palate cleanser just so people are like, oh right, he's a real actor. But in my head, I've always like said that like that is the the Colonel's like weird. <laughs> uh, he looks like, like his strange brother. He looks like. What's his face? Uh, um, Michael McDonald? Is that who I mean? The like, ho ho, my guy, the guy oh, who yes, sings. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh-huh. He does. I look like Michael McDonald. Totally like Michael McDonald. <laughs> or like that that Russian guy that they cast in every Mission Impossible movie. Uh, were you doing a rating? I was just saying that the plot of the we show is do not plot, much. But we kind of. And we derailed about Jason Alexander's career, and I totally get why you would want to do the furthest thing from it. He should have done more musicals. I think I th- he probably I has. I think he's like the most set of them all because I don't think he's done a ton of like. Uh, by set, how do you mean set? Well, Jerry Seinfeld's the most set. But I was about to say Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. And then we could talk about Julia Louis Dreyfus. But she's like still making like, I honestly think Veep is more of a career defining work for her. I would than, hope. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard really, really, really good things. I need to go. I like it, it a lot. It's just like it is sort of that, in, like the going back to last week, our like anxiety inducing. Like, oh, is <laughs> she's like an idiot. Where it's like they're all kind of idiots, but they also think everyone around them is an idiot. Yeah. So that's just like I'm convinced that's more of the real world than I want it to be. Oh, a hundred percent. Because I think a lot of people around me, I'm like, oh, I can't believe that person did that thing, and I'm pretty sure they are turning right around and being like, Dan is such a piece of what work. What a dummy. Yeah. yeah. I know that there are a couple of people at work. Like, there's one lady at work in particular that somehow. 
I think I'm pretty competent at my job. But she just catches me with, an, with a thing to do at the exact time that my brain falls apart. And I always mess something up for just her. So she's like the one woman in the office who's like, oh, Liz is a moron who there needs some special that help. Where it's like, hmm, I've only acted, interacted with you six times and I'm embarrassed about all of them. Yep. <laughs> uh oh. I'm putting together the picture you have of me. It's not, it's not so good. good. Everybody else is like, oh, she's pretty good. Sometimes she messes up things, but she's very competent. And then this one lady is like, oh, don't give her things to do. Well, welcome to don't be a financial coach because like I'll Uh-oh. meet with people, you know, sometimes you meet with them one time and like you'll just have that moment where you're like, wow, I really flubbed that. Like not that the information was bad, but just like I couldn't, I stumbled over my words. I didn't, and then they walked out. Like <laughs> That guy sucks. Oh boy. No, thank you, sir. <laughs> uh but Veep gives you those vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we call it Endlessly. the Veep effect for you or the Dunning-Kruger effect, really? It is kind of the Dunning-Kruger effect, I think. Um, but it is... No, it's not totally... I, no, it is. Yeah, it is a bunch of people who are like, they're not good enough at the thing that they are trying to do that they think they are flawless at it. Yeah. And that they just like flounder. Uh, I'm it. reading Oof. that book, uh, Thinking Fast and Slow. Have you Ooh, heard of it? No. No. Basically, it's all about how we are all very confident in what we do, far <laughs> more we so. Until we get good at it. <laughs> no, far more so than we have any right to believe. Uh-oh. And the better you get at it, the more confident you are, and the more likely you are to be like way wrong. Oh, really? Like if you're a very like if you've never picked a stock before, you're likely to be like, I think it'll go up, but I'm like forty percent sure. And if you pick all stocks all the time, you're like, I'm a hundred percent sure it'll go up, no. and then it won't because like. You no shouldn't such be hundred percent sure, sure of anything. Yeah. And like, so like, it's just in- interesting. Like, people as they get better at things, almost get worse in like some ways, and not mm-hmm. everything. I mean, some things you can actually develop skill, but in things that are like oh, yeah. semi-random. But that's like a Dunning. The Dunning Kruger effect goes on the opposite side too. They say that like people who are legitimately good at things don't think that they are average at stuff, which makes me. What do you mean? Don't think they're average? I mean, they, think, they do think that they're uh, average yes. at stuff. Yeah, and like people that, who flounder in a thing think like overestimate their own confidence but that makes me think that i wonder if people who are actually good at stuff think that they are average at stuff like out loud <laughs> but in their head they're like i'm, I'm very good, very good at this. i'm very good uh, yeah that's hard to say and then that the makes me worry about every time i think i'm average at something <laughs> I mean, i'm like but is this am i trapped <laughs> well yeah. the problem is i have a wide range of average where there's like probably things i think i'm average at that i'm very bad at there's probably <laughs> things i think i'm average at that i'm average at and there's probably things i think i'm average at that i'm better than average at <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like none of us can value our is own such like experience. a wide range and you don't know what everybody else is there's probably things that i'm like ah oh, i nailed that where people are like what an idiot wow, and there's probably dummy. things where i've walked away and been like i did okay where people are like wow he's really good at that and like i have no idea in either way right like we're all a collection of just neuroses yeah well, and you have hit and miss days, right? There's days I walk away. I'm like, people think I'm X at that, but I secretly know if you made me do that 500 times, I would never do it that well again. But <laughs> I'll just never tell them. I flipped that water bottle the one time and <laughs> yeah, it landed right side up. Never do it again. <laughs> Not even one more time. Um, so. Uh, Ratings? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give myself a none. None? One none. And a half of a bar. You've never seen a single episode of Seinfeld. I've seen a half of an episode here or there. It used to annoy me a lot when I was a kid because it came on right before Simpsons. So I had to sit through like the last five minutes of Seinfeld before I could. And I did not like it. Imagine those plots didn't mean a lot to you if you. Not even a little bit. Cut the last five minutes of them. 
Also, firstly, they probably wouldn't have meant a lot to me as, like, a seven-year-old anyway. But then, and I also got, like, really annoyed with all of the, like, faces that they made. I don't know. I was a weird kid. As an adult, I've seen half of an episode here or there. Like, there was an episode where, like, Jerry's girlfriend looks great in some lighting and really terrible in other lighting. And I watched that episode. But otherwise, I've seen, like, not much. I've seen the Soup Nazi episode, probably. Okay. So, like, I'd say, okay, maybe a one. I was going to say. I like, am aware of the show. Like, <laughs> you know Jerry Seinfeld's name. Like, I do know name. his name. Have you seen the B-movie? I have seen B-movie. You're up to I've it, seen too. B-movie. <laughs> so, I've well, seen B-movie, except that <laughs> every time they say B, it speeds up a little bit. <laughs> I it have seen that, like actually. I haven't actually seen the movie, You've but seen I've seen B-movie. that. <laughs> um, I would hazard to say that I'm somewhere at, like, a six. Oh, really? Like, I saw a lot of it, just because, um, A, it got into syndication very quickly. And um, it would air before, like, the nightly news in my hometown. Oh. Um, so, like, my dad would turn on the television while I was cooking dinner. Knew he wouldn't be there to, like, switch over to the news when the time came. So he would just let it play from whatever episode Seinfeld was Is playing. Is that why we watched that terrible Caroline Ray talk show? Oh, I have no idea why we watched that. <laughs> Caroline Ray has a talk show where I think she it's because awkwardly we were watching, watches YouTube videos. I think that's because we were watching television at, like... 10 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah, and that's there's fair. nothing else on. They're not really bringing out their A game. Yeah. Well, like, the next that's thing was something. That's cartoons or nothing. <laughs> yes. I'm like, Caroline Ray Also, is... I'm sorry, I can't give you that. Well, the next thing was something. Yeah, if you watch long enough, eventually <laughs> the next thing will be, will be okay. <laughs> the next thing was something. Well, yeah, it went from 4 o'clock on Friday to 6 o'clock on but Friday. But it was like, he was, it seemed like he had turned on the TV because he actually wanted to watch the thing that came right after that horrible talk show but i watched it through the whole thing being like do they watch this all the time is this their jam only because it comes on right before cash cab that's what it was (laughs) cash cab the syndicated version (laughs) okay caroline ray's talk show is not good but she was great as the aunt in in zelda (laughs) she was she was aunt zelda in sabrina the teenage witch she was not in the video game zelda (laughs) she was jabba jabba Uh, Rude. <laughs> uh, so I said six. I don't know if you guys heard that. There's six. What are you at, Dan? Ugh, if you're a one, I'm probably a one and a half. Okay. I mean, I've seen... I, I'll, I'll give myself a three, actually. Okay. I've seen dozens of episodes. Can you explain the puffy shirt thing? I don't get it. It's like a whole thing. I know, but no, not really. Dan. It's like he... So he's going on a talk show, and he gets like a stylist person to pick out his, sh- his shirt for him. And it's just like everyone around him going back and forth on whether or not it is like a cool shirt, basically. It's not a cool shirt. It's not a cool shirt. It's the joke, ultimately. But see, that's But it's like they were so, they were like going back and forth because like an informed person picked this out for him. Like, so they I must tell you, know something. That is kind of my opinion on fashion. If There's an informed person are, picks no, it out for you? There are some things that are very sharp, but there are some things I see in magazines that are like the hippest thing. And I'm like, that looks dumb. Yeah. And if someone told me to wear it because it's hip, I'd be like, that looks dumb. You ever see <laughs> double re- jeans? Do you ever see double jeans? I have not, but double I'm jeans to is it. both um, a pair of jeans, but the top part is another pair of jeans. <laughs> and then there's another one where Do it's you mean like overalls? No, no, no. It's like the waist of jeans, and what? then like you pulled another pair of what? jeans almost all the way up. What is this? Are you nonsense? seeing it? Anything. Are you seeing? I am. I, are you uh, seeing the jeans that are stapled to the front of another pair of jeans? Because that happened too. Yeah, that is a thing. Is this what you're thinking of? 
Yes. Kill it with fire. Double jeans. Kill it with fire. It's no, like but, one is a pair of skinny jeans, and then you pulled a pair of Junko jeans on top of it. But, like, I totally realize I am not fashionable, and I need people to tell me what to wear because I'm a slack-jawed <laughs> idiot vis-a-vis fashion, and I, would, <laughs> and I would and do wear the same thing for, like, ten years. Sure. However, there's definitely things people will be like, this is the height of fashion. I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> there's also things I see that they're like, this is what I'm... This is, like, the height of fashion. I'm like, you have to have a very certain body type to wear that mm-hmm. i saw something the other day like in a magazine i'm like that is a lot of food where would you just wear that just on the street that's like, wrong when it's famous people maybe i'm old but like i clutched at my pearls and <laughs> had a moment famous people just have fancier occasions than me like i just watched i didn't even watch i just saw a screenshot of like some real housewives like talk show like after the season thing and they're all wearing freaking ball gown prom dresses and i'm like is this the only other time in my life where I will wear a ball gown is if I'm on a reality show and talking to Andy What's-His-Face about whether or not I actually slapped a woman? Listen, I got I got fat, and so now only I one of fat. my suits fits me. And I had a long, hard talk with myself if I needed more than one because I wear them, like, once a year. And yeah. then I decided I do need more than one because I'm adult human male. But not a lot more. <laughs> Fair. I'm not buying five, I'll tell you that. As a woman... uh it seems like a lot of your uh, special dresses should be disposable. Like you wear it one time and then you have to give it away because if you ever wear it again, it's a major fashion faux pas. But not for like my circle of people, for people who care. <laughs> I'm also like, do you only have, that's for people who get photographed a lot. Yes. I'm like, I feel bad I only have this one suit because I'm wearing it to like my third wedding and every, every so often. But I'm like, other than pictures on Facebook, the wedding I'm going to this weekend no one will be at that has been at any of the other weddings I've gone to other than yeah. Megan, so I don't care. I've done that before. Yeah, I have the same dress I've worn for like every wedding, including my own. It's really awkward because it's a white dress. <laughs> I show up in my wedding dress and people are very mad. You're not supposed to do that, but I'm it's trying cool. to save money. <laughs> anyway, Anywho, so... Seinfeld. Seinfeld. So, yeah, I think I'm a three. I'm going to say a three. Okay. So what are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, what specifically? We are talking about season seven, episode 2122, oh. which is called Bottle Deposit. Which is, oh, oh okay. Do, uh, all right, so this is, so it's all about a scheme, well, it's about a couple of different things, but the big thing is it's a scheme, but that we're going to talk about at least, by Kramer and Newman to try to get a bunch of bottles from New York to Michigan to return them for 10 cents a bottle and make a profit on it. Do they have a lot of episodes together? I feel like I'd watch them. Yeah. I feel like they were enemies. Right? I, that's what, so this is why I'm a three. I thought they were enemies. Like and then this, Newman? they were very buddy-buddy the whole time. And I'm like, was I wrong? Newman is, is, is Seinfeld's, Seinfeld's enemy. Uh, Newman and Kramer exist in like a quasi like frenemies space. They're both tinfoil hat wearers so they yes. can communicate. That's kind of the vibe yeah. I got. The only reason I was confused about it is because like they definitely were like, going back and forth and speaking the lingo on this. But then at the same time, Jerry left them several times just in his apartment. Like, make sure you don't lock up that. behind me. I'm like, if he's really your enemy, you just decided to be like, don't forget to lock up behind you. And then he like wandered out. And I'm like, that's not where I'd want my enemy. It's back per before se. anybody had any kind of valuable things. I guess. It All their TVs were still had tubes in them. Yeah, you couldn't carry that very far. And you didn't have a laptop or an Alexa or anything like that. Okay, good. I said it quiet enough that she didn't wake up because we didn't move her from the room. <laughs> What? Fancy robot lady. Just the robot. Oh, okay. Right I was like, what? <laughs> that fancy robot lady. Um, so this is an interesting episode for me because I think I had opinions about what bottle deposits worked like. And 
I was not, I did not grow up in a state with bottle deposits, so I didn't really have any idea. But Nobody this did. seemed like a scheme that would work out just fine. So, so, I mean, we can talk about it. Yeah. So, here's what they run into. And I didn't actually check their math, but I bet you they're right. They spend a long time trying to make the math on this work and failing, basically because 10 cents is just not enough to pay for your overhead. Oh. So, like, if between your gas and, like, your stopping for food and potentially an overnight from there to New York, potentially, like, you just basically can't. Because they're 10 cents a bottle, right? Like, thousands of bottles are still hundreds of dollars, right? So, they basically just can't make it work. How they wind up making it work is Newman is a mail carrier, and he figures out that normally they deliver like one bag of mail to Michigan or to at least the this regional center that they're going to go to a day. But on Mother's Day, they have such an overflow that they send four trucks and one fifth truck that's like got an extra like bag in it. It's got like one bag. Uh-huh. So he's going to fill the rest of that mail truck up with... With bottles? With bottles and drive them on... Well, see, here's the thing. In theory, he's driving it on the government's dime, but then later in the episode, literally like 10 minutes later, he wants to stop for something to eat because they're making better gas mileage than they thought, so they're saving money. And I'm like, you shouldn't have to pay for the gas. Is going to pay for your gas. That's the whole point of the scam. Yeah. So they're not really, they're not very firm on the plot. We'll put it that way, or on the numbers. But that's the idea: is that because they can get there basically for free, suddenly it just works out. Okay. Okay, so I imagine that this is like, okay, so they have all these bottles from New York and they're driving them to Michigan to turn them in. Correct. This is because Michigan has a 10 cent per bottle deposit. It's the only one in the state. Okay. Most people don't do any sort of bottle deposits. Yeah. Some states do five cents. Yeah. Michigan is, I believe, the only one in the state that does 10 cents a bottle. I was going to say, because I feel like New York is on the list for bottle deposits. It, mm, it may be now. It may not have been be. then. Okay. Does this say? This no. wouldn't say. Uh, I don't know where I put my, I put my re- bottle in the recycling. Otherwise, it probably would have. Dang. That's too, too far to dig. Okay. So, uh, how many bottles did they get? Yes. So, just kind of a... a I didn't do too, too much research. I did, but I forgot because it's been a couple of weeks. But like, sure. I think the way the bottle deposit works is they refund and then like, I think they take, basically everybody who produces in Michigan, I think pays them to produce there and they use that to deposit people, like to pay the deposits and then give the bottles back to the retailer who then pay them for giving them back, basically. Oh. I believe that's how it works. Oh, okay. So it's like See, supposed I thought... to net out, basically. Okay. Everybody who do, produces in Michigan pays for what they produce, and then when it's returned, that gets paid back, basically. So it was... Okay, wait. So I, I always thought that this was like, you know when you buy those like glass Oberweiss bottles of milk, they mm-hmm. make you pay a bottle deposit for that, and then you get it back when you return it, the bottle to the grocery store? This is not to get it's the not bottle too, back. I but mean, it's not like a person... You don't, like, pay extra on top of what other states pay for sodas. I don't know about that, frankly. I honestly don't. But in theory, no. In theory, you're not paying this. It's like an incentive that's supposed to net out for everybody to okay. incentivize people to recycle, I believe. Sure. Which I'm and, like, all for. I have the actual numbers here. So from 
2008. So admittedly, this is a little older, but uh, total deposits collected 420. I assume this is a million. Yeah, 420 million. Total refunds 407. Uh, 97% redeemed. So, like, they don't wind up losing money, and it's actually pretty. Kind of make a little bit. Pretty, like, close on what they like. And I'm looking at this for multiple years. It's it's about that ratio every year. There's only actually one in the entire from 1990 to 2008 where they go over. They actually have more refunds than deposits collected, and it's a hundred hundred point four percent. So it's like not by much. Okay. Most of them looks like vary between like ninety four and ninety eight percent. So what are what Newman and and Kramer are doing? Would it like flood the? Would it skew over top of the hundred percent? I don't know that they would be able to do it. The volume, I think, they yeah. wouldn't be able to do it. Because if you're talking 400, let's say 420 million. Um, oh, I have to put in a thing to make Excel do that. <laughs> I mean, you're talking, if that was in millions originally, you're talking like 4 billion bottles, I think, if I'm doing my math right. Whoa. Uh, let me do that. And let me just do the whole math to see if that's right. And now I have to do Damon's favorite. 100,000. Oh, 4.2 million. Uh, but still, like... What they'd bring in out of four point two million is like nothing. So yeah, for sure. No, probably not. Okay, because that. So when I was a kid, and I was like, "Why don't we just take it to another state and get our money back there?" And my parents were like, "It's unethical. That money's supposed to go to the people who live in that state. You're gonna make them go bankrupt." And I well, was like, "That's part of it." Okay. It's also illegal. <gasps> it's a crime. It is a yeah. crime. It would be doing a crime. It would be doing a crime. What kind of a you crime? You did a crime. Uh, well, I think it's cynically like defrauding the state government. Not to, uh, get ahead of ourselves here and walk through how I got to, this is what I pulled because it depends on how many you try to return. The more you try to return, the more severe the crime. The more the crime. Uh, but if a person returns more than a hundred, but fewer than 10,000 non-returnable containers or violates subdivision A for a second or consecutive time. So basically if you take it from out of state for a second time, or you do more than a hundred, but less than 10,000. The person is guilty of a misdemeanor punishable by imprisonment for not more than 93 days Whoa. or a fine of not more than $1,000 or both. Whoa. So it crime. It crime. It crime. And if I find where I grabbed that from, oh, it might be a different article. I wonder if I can find where I grabbed that from. do de do 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 de do 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 uh, While we're waiting, I had a friend who, in college, um, they... Did a crime? No, well, like, it is technically a crime, but um, they were going to school in New Hampshire uh-huh. and um, were trying to redeem the bottle deposit in Vermont. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think they got turned away because they, like, were... They identified them as, like, having crossed state border there's an article recently of like a guy tried to turn in like ten thousand from a state bordering michigan i can't remember which one and they turned him away yeah i don't know if they actually prosecuted him but this sounds almost like how like the people in in so there's some silly rule between pennsylvania and new jersey where like you can buy the fireworks in pennsylvania if you have a new jersey license but you can't set them off in new jersey they're like illegal to have that's how it is in Illinois and Indiana. Yeah, so yeah. like you can buy them, but you can cross state lines and a state can catch you and be yep. like, hey. Same exact thing. If you cross state lines with them, you can get caught. But you're not allowed to set them off in the state you bought them in. 
Oh, that's not the same though. Sorry, that I misunderstood. Yeah, you can yeah. set them off in Indiana. You can buy them in Indiana, but you can't set them. You can't buy them in Indiana and, and take them, them or Illinois. set them off in Illinois. Interesting. As far as I remember, well, and I'm probably remembering wrong. And nobody cares. Right. Yeah, it's Fourth of like, July, and cops go to bed. Boy, I this is our first year in this neighborhood. Fourth of July, I was like on edge in a oh, different yeah. way that I it, well, our old neighborhood wasn't like that. You play the is that a gun or is that yep. festive for yep, like yep, three yep, weeks. Yep. 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 <laughs> So it does say if a person returns 10,000 or more non-returnable containers, they're guilty of a felony <gasps> punishable by imprisonment for not more than five years Whoa. or a fine of 10 grand or both. Oh my what? God. And actually there's also penalties on dealers if they knowingly accept. So if they Whoa. are part of like, so if it's like a, oh, wink, wink, you bring them and I'll accept them, both penalties, both people can be penalized. Whoa. Wow. That's a serious thing. So don't do a crime. Or do it, do it good. Do it, I mean that's the yeah. rule with any crime, right? right. With if all you're crimes, gonna do a crime, don't do, do a it crime. Good. If you're gonna do a crime, do a crime you don't get caught in. Do a crime you don't get caught at. Seriously, so, you just have to like make a friend in Michigan to go turn them in for you. you just like mail them care packages full of bottles. But here's the fun part: the we know how much they say they're returning because they are singing nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine bottles uh, in the truck. And then, like, they're doing a little, like, thing. And that's what we start with. If that's the case, that means they were subject to the 93 days and not the five years. But if they started at 10,000 and we didn't hear that 10,000, they're subject to the five-year penalty. Ooh. They're one bottle away. So maybe they did their research and were like, we're willing to chance it for $1,000 in 93 they days. Well but not <laughs> for the f- uh, 10 year or yeah, five-year. Newman's in... Newman works for the... the USPS, he has a government pension. Like, the, don't throw this away. Don't on throw that. this all away, Newman. Come on, especially man. if you're using a federal vehicle in the course of committing. Well, that's the thing is that's probably the real crime is he'd probably get prosecuted both ways or at yeah. least fired. Yeah. Although I guess in theory, I mean, he would still get fired, but he might not get prosecuted because if he did actually bring the mail where it was supposed to go, you still did your job. You still but is utilize that a, moonlighting? But you still you, utilize a vehicle in the course of a crime. Oh, you'd still get which, fired. I just don't know if you get prosecuted. Yeah. Uh, Although in this episode, there's just a whole different, like, back... There's an A plot and a B plot. This bottling is actually the B plot. So in the A plot, Elaine has bought, like, 10 grand... Spent 10 grand of her boss's money, or 20 grand, to buy uh, JFK's golf clubs. Like, on his ask. And then Jerry's car gets stolen by his mechanic because he feels Jerry's not taking care of it. And then the mechanic throws golf clubs at the uh, mail truck because Kramer's following him. And destroys the truck. There's a whole A plot you don't need to know for what we're talking These about. These expensive golf clubs get thrown at the yes, mail truck? and like beat and battered and whatever. And then she gets away with it because when she brings him back to his boss, she go, he goes, I didn't know Kennedy had such a temper. And she just uh-huh. like wink, wink, goes, yes, this is how they came. <laughs> That's the best way to do that. I also like to default yes, to the, and. I'm a temp. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so that's the old A plot, but. Um, so... I'm just like this. It seems like such an inconvenient and small potatoes crime. Like you're not going to make a lot of money unless I guess you do have a. But even if they brought 10,000, they'd be talking a thousand bucks, which to that 500 bucks a man. Wow. See, that's not a lot. Well, and like, especially in New York, like the overhead really comes in coming all the way from New York. But like if you're in South Bend, Indiana, and you're trying to do this, like you can make a pretty penny. Just like carting, you know, gathering up bottles from behind a, uh, you know, a bar or something, and then crossing the state line and yeah, 
Okay. So there is reason to make it illegal, I, I think. I guess so. It just seems like such a, like, it, the volume that you would have to do this at to make it anywhere near worth, like, the trouble of it. And then, like, with the punishment on top of it hanging over your head, like, I could, I just, like, why bother? If, There's other money-making ways. You just, just pretend you're a Nigerian prince. You just dissuaded everyone from doing a crime ever. Like, Don't do a crime. It's inconvenient. <laughs> Guys, crime is hard. Crime is hard. Go to bed. <laughs> So, we know what they said they did. Yes. 10,000 bottles or 9,999 and uh, and 500 bucks. But, let's do the real math. Yes, please. So, this is another uh, crazy one, but less crazy because I didn't do the volume of a human eye. <laughs> I just did the volume of a Grumman LLV, which is the mail truck. I forgot that oh, you nice. had to do that. So, that was a little bit more reasonable. <laughs> but still, the things that you know and are in your oh, Google search yeah, history. I, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to jail one People day. People are like, what kind of a crime is he trying to commit with a mail truck and a human eye? <laughs> well, I've told you this this before, I think, but when I was a very young stock analyst, I was just getting whatever companies people didn't have capacity for instead of like building like, oh, oh yeah. I, all consumer <laughs> or all basic material. And I had like a fertilizer company and an airplane company. So I kept like, kept like toggling between their websites. And then one day I got up from my desk thinking about it and I was like, oh, I'm going to jail. <laughs> and then you like also got looked up to like a fuse company. And it was yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, oh, here we go. <laughs> hmm, a watchmaking company. And a boot knife company. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, a Grumman LLV is what you think of as a mail truck. The little square squat thing? Yep. Okay. okay. Pretty much exactly. Uh, and with volume being length times width times height. Sure. Uh, it is, has 647 cubic feet of volume. Really? That's one large. That's a one, lot of mail. A little over 1 million inches of cubic feet. Dang. Okay. Um, and a thousand pound cargo capacity. Oh. Damon and I walked by a mail truck nest the other day. I bet you some of them had keys in it. We could have stolen. Federal crime there was one parked on the sidewalk, and we were like, "Man, in my younger days, I would not have done this." On the but road now, again. <laughs> you and me crossing state lines with people's again. mail. <laughs> There's probably some checks in there. Probably. Can I cash them? Probably not. Yeah, I don't know how to do that either, but I think you take a sticker off an airplane. Yeah, you scrape it off and you put it on there, it and on then it. Tom Hanks chases you for sure years. How it, how it works. Uh, knock, knock. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, we did two different, we did this two different ways. Volume and weight. Great. So in the volume, we figured out how much a 12 pack of long neck bottles is. Uh-huh. It is 0. 0.46 cubic feet. Okay. 12, like a, you know, just a yeah. standard 12 pack of bottles. And then we did a 12 pack of cans, which is 0. 0.23 cubic feet. And then basically, I ran next to each other. What happens if you do 0% bottles and 100% cans all the way down to 100% bottles and 0% cans by 10? So okay. if that makes sense. So sure. it's like 110, 90, or 100, 0, 90, 10, 80, 20, you know, 70, so 30, on. until it flips. Sure. And could they have done cans or bottles? I'm not familiar with I it. believe yes. I actually yeah. think they can do okay. plastic water bottles too, but I forgot about it, so I didn't include it in our thing. But I do think, I know they can do those cans, I believe. This can, I just pulled a Coke can from the wedding leftovers. It says, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, New York, Vermont, five cents. Hawaii and Iowa are also on the five cents. And then Michigan and Oregon are both 10 cents. Oh, Oregon must be newer. Probably. Also, it would have been unfeasible for them to go to all the way to Oregon. That's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's no mothers out there. 
There's no mothers in Oregon. Yep, we all That's know That's their state motto. Yeah, no Oregon. mothers here, no thank mothers you. No mothers allowed. Um, <laughs> Get out of here. So I actually think they could have done plastic bottles too, but I totally forgot about it when I was doing this, so I just did standard cans and beer bottles. Sure. Or root beer bottles it was for like our younger listeners. Root beer bottles. Alcohol doesn't exist. And it never will. <laughs> Not for you. You're bad. <laughs> so based on the volume measurement, the most they can do is 2,800 cans. That's not a lot. Right. Or, uh, and zero bottles, or 1,400 bottles and zero cans. And then obviously there's like some ratio in there where for every cans they take out, they add some amount of bottles. Okay. Um, so, you by that measure... press cans flat, but... I mean, maybe. I don't think they take, them, think they take think them a certain amount. I think that's actually what of... got my friends in Vermont. Oh, really? Because they Because they press them. And they want them... Like, oh, because you're trying to reuse them. Well, yeah. recycle them. Recycle, recycle them. Recycle them. But I think that was part of their problem. Interesting. Because, like, in Illinois, you can take you can take aluminum to a reclamation facility. Yeah. And, like, they don't want it in, like, can form. So they just want... You can, like, compress it down to get as, like, as much you know, volume. volume as possible. Sure. Okay. Interesting. So you can't press them flat. So that le- leaves us limited to exactly what fits yeah. right. bottle per bottle. So if that's the case, the most you could do, right, 2,800 cans is the most you could get out of this scheme is 280 bucks. Ugh, so not worth it. Now, again, if, Don't the do crime. if the government's paying for your gas, like in theory, that's all profit other than maybe eating. But if you even have sure. to stop one night, like forget it. Yeah. And bottles, it's even less. I mean, the most you could do there is 140 bucks if it's 1,400 bottles. No. And so. it's so heavy. That's all the more you can fit into a mail truck? Like, you're disappointed. Right in my math. Did you take out the space for the one bag? I did not. <laughs> one bag. I also didn't add any space for cardboard, so. Fair. So, then we decided, lay, hey, let's figure out, um, based on weight, surprisingly similar numbers. Really? Yeah, because uh, a can is about 15 grams, so 180 for a 12-pack. A bottle's about 180 grams, or 2160 for uh, a 12-pack. Okay. So that means cans, straight up, most you can do is 2,500. Oh. And most you can do of bottles is 208. Oh. So much less there. Oh, sorry. No, these are number of 12-packs. Oh, right. oh, I, oh. I must have switched my... Oh. You know, I wonder if I did this wrong. Okay, hold up, everybody. Oh, I we we found bad an error math. Here. Bad math. Yeah, I forgot to times by the twelve. I didn't realize I was. I so I did like the ten cents per bottle, but I didn't do the. But I actually was counting twelve packs. So hold on, everybody. This is very interesting. There we go. I fucked this up pretty good. So Ooh. I apologize, listeners. You no, can but go I cut like that, that out, Liz. You just like you created and you and the cause of and solution to, to all, all of life's, life's problems. problems. <laughs> so actually, yeah, I'd stand by that. So two thousand eight hundred and fourteen hundred, but those are twelve packs. Oh. So actually, we can do. So this that is by weight the, now. Still. This is no. Sorry. This is back, back to, to volume. volume. Back to volume. We're gonna correct on volume, then we'll correct on weight. Oh. So if you do 2,812 packs of cans, you actually get $3,384 out of it. Almost Now we're worth doing it. real money, folks. Okay. Okay. And you wind up with, if you do all bottles, which again, bigger in volume, you wind up with 1,682. So I stand corrected. I actually thought they were like, I was like, why would you bother doing this? It's such a waste of your time and money. But actually, 
I stand corrected. Sorry, Jerry. Sorry, or not and Jerry. Sorry, sorry Jerry. Sign. Uh, no, Kramer. Kramer. Sorry, Kramer <laughs> sorry, and Jerry Newman. Sorry, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> sorry, Kramer and Newman. I I called you out. If they did all cans, almost thirty three hundred bucks. And that's in nineties money. That yeah. That's in nineties money. Adjust it for inflation. I can do that in a second, but let's do it by weight. Oh yeah. So by weight, uh, you can do. Like I said, you can do 2,500, 12 packs of cans, and only 208, 12 packs of, 12 packs of bottles. It's not a lot. No. Oh, okay, because it's more. That's easy. So that cuts it out on both. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit less. It's 2,500 versus that 28 for cans, and uh, 100, or 208 for bottles versus 1400. So here's what we've learned. The difference between can volume and can weight, small. The difference between bottle volume and bottle weight, very large, large right? You lose 300 <laughs> cans, you lose almost 1200 bottles. So don't do a bottle crime. So don't do a bottle crime because you wind up with 3000 for cans by weight and only 250 by bottles. So assuming that you're going to be limited by weight because they both volume and weight both apply. I think the best you could actually do here is all cans, which would weigh you down at about 2,512 packs, or you'd get about three grand out of it. Okay. Three grand. Uh, you know, probably still not, not worth it. It's only a misdemeanor. That's fair. I think I remember it. A $1,000 max penalty. Oh, so you just... Or 93 days in prison. He's still coming out ahead. Oh, no. I mean, you don't get to keep the crime money. You never get to keep the crime money. Well, you get to keep the money, but we're also taking a thousand. We we have that trouble all the time where we're like, oh, worth it, but you don't get to keep the crime money. No. You also don't get the money from not working for 93 days. No, yeah. So, yeah. Um, And then afterward, And whatever fees. And having to tell your manager, because you'll lose your job, if you're like, oh, I can't come in for 93 days. Why? Don't ask. Not important. Uh, don't fire me. <laughs> FMLA. <laughs> so they actually undershot. What they thought. They were like, we have a thousand in here. And I was like, oh, they way overshot it in the show. But actually they undershot. Oh. Now, they only figured this out like the day before. So maybe they just didn't have time to collect all 3,000 cans. Or the fact that it's a mix of cans and bottles maybe. But I recall... Uh, from an episode of White Weight, they were telling me that some guy tried this in Michigan, I think, last year or so, and totally was caught and went to prison, I'm pretty sure. Well, that's Damn. what I was telling you. Like, I was reading an article about, like, the, it, this doesn't work because nobody can bring it. Like, he tried to bring in, like, 10,000 bottles, and they were like, dude, that's insane. Well, also, like, like I imagine, you haven't been collecting them for 35 years. So unless you're, you like, know. a bar that, like, comes in every week. Bringing ten thousand yeah, bottles you're gonna by look is going like, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like you can't just walk in with ten thousand and been like, I've been collecting them for thirty five years. Like what? I love bottles. What do you do? <laughs> My grandfather loved bottles. <laughs> We're a bottle family, as you well know. <laughs> the bottles. <laughs> so I guess your best way to do this crime would be to live real close to a bottle depository on the other side of the state and have a friend in Michigan, or have a friend in Michigan. And I was just thinking, like, or well, I mean, like literally live on a town, town like right by the border, right. And just, like, like go there every week and when drop off exactly you become a regular whatever your normal is no one notices you do it real slow it doesn't make an impact on your money 
Well, invest that money. Here's what I will and tell you. And see where I'm, it goes in a thousand years. Yeah, exactly. I'm not here to admit to a crime, but here's what I will tell you. <laughs> you also have to be willing to put up with it because I was in Oregon for a week for vacation and we bought bottles in Oregon. So we returned them in Oregon, like all up in the up and up to be clear, podcast listeners. But uh, my mother-in-law went because it was a family trip and she was like, it stinks here. It's super inefficient. It's taking forever. I hate this. <laughs> so I think there's also an element of like how much of your existence do you want to commit to this particular crime is this the only way you can recycle bottles in these states though like you have to take it to a i, I don't think, you can take think them so to other reclamation facilities but you can't just leave but them in like, like a blue container at the end of your yard i actually i don't know um, i think you, you i think you can just recycle them if you want i okay. think it's just a matter of you don't get your deposit back yeah mm, okay yeah like, like you were just recycling 10, it it's not like in illinois like you recycle cans but you're recycling the aluminum Right. And, like, you get whatever the market value for the aluminum is. Yeah, if you like choose to take day. it to a reclamation center, they'll uh, pay yeah. you based on, like, price per pound of aluminum or ton or whatever. Do you think that's more lucrative? What's the price We did it for on? a little bit. It was, like, just enough for my parents to bother with it, but that was back in the 90s when I really thought that soda was healthy. So oh, yeah. You'd have to drink a lot of soda. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what or the Or a lot of beer. And or a lot of beer. Either way. Similarly bad for you. Yeah. Aw. Okay, so I guess the moral is there so are... risk-reward. What? I said, so back, this comes down to risk-reward. It does. I don't feel like... You're a chance making three grand for, for really potentially 93 days in prison and a $1,000 fine. And then the, like, inconvenience of doing the whole crime in the first place. Yes, you have to collect a lot of things and drive them all like in Michigan. Michigan. There are a lot more fun crimes to do. Also, in Illinois. In Illinois. <laughs> in New York, I'm sure. Also, I what I didn't look into is this cannot be the way the postal service works. No. There's no way they would just send them. They can't no, sell they five have trucks. A truck they have to have like, yeah, a semi. They would put them on a plane. Or honestly, yeah, what they probably do is they just put them on a plane, yeah. take them to Chicago, and then send small trucks out from Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Even Indianapolis. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, in, I mean, I'm just saying across the country. Indy, Detroit. Chicago, There's like the places big they cities, go. and then they ma- they truck them out from there. So really, they should have been suspicious first when when Newman was like, "Why don't we just drive it this year?" Yeah. Maybe I'll. Why don't I fly the plane out? I'll fly mm. the plane. Who? How much room could you fit on a plane? I don't know. Liz. You should look that up. <laughs> go ahead. If I can find to the, the Google. That's spherical. Length times all, like, width times volume doesn't work the same way. But they like they cut the walls that aren't always, you know, they put walls up. This Let's is, just see if the internet knows what the volume of the 737 is, huh? <laughs> this is reminding right. me of a... I don't know that they will. A, uh, a, a radio show from the BBC that I used to listen to called Cabin Pressure, where it's just this like little bitty uh, passenger jet company, and they're very it's bored because they never get work. Long. And uh, the two pilots are sitting there talking about how many beavers you could fit on the plane, and they're like, okay, live or frozen? Because <laughs> if you're frozen, you can stack them. <laughs> <laughs> like if we can stack the beavers we'll get a lot more on here oh here we go so the 737 there's a lot of models here I don't know uh, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 what do we want? go with Let's do 300, 300 right down the middle all, those are all about right the same so that's somewhere between 880 to 1300 cubic feet okay so make room for one bag <laughs> Our truck was 647 cubic feet, so not 
I mean, about double at yeah. the max. Okay. Somewhere between 50% to double more. So figure another, figure from three grand to about 1,400 to uh, six grand, somewhere in that. And I uh, bet in a pre-9-11 world, this might have been easier to do. Though I bet you the, actually, we were limited by weight. I bet you this is less limited by weight. I, so I bet you the truck is limited by weight and the plane is limited by volume. Honestly, I would say the plane might be limited by weight, too, because you have to take into consideration, like, fuel costs and stuff. It is not. But with bottles and cans, it's all air. Fair. Well, there's so something like... called MTOW, maximum takeoff weight. Okay. Learning something new. I That's why they make you sit on a different side of the airplane. Uh, and the maximum takeoff weight is, okay, what is this other weight measurement, though? Hold on. Operating empty weight. Oh, that's just what the plane is. So maximum takeoff weight is somewhere between 133 to 150,000 pounds. Okay. So you're, considerable. you're limited by volume. Yeah, you're limited yeah. by volume. <laughs> now, granted, the plane itself looks like it's somewhere somewhere around 70,000 pounds, but that still gives you another uh, 70,000 at least. You're, pretty you're limited good. by volume. Yeah. But I bet you that that cargo uh, factor, like that is probably including standard seating, and we it would use one that is outfitted exclusively for cargo. True. I'm not doing any more of this. I think <laughs> no, we're done fine. here, folks. Dan's done. <laughs> you guys, moral of the story is Newman can't fly a plane. So. <laughs> He's not allowed to fly a plane. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to say about Newman? I can't decide. This is, might be the first one I can't decide if this is a good crime or a bad crime. I don't think I mean, it's Most a good of them, crime. I'm like, this is dumb. It doesn't pay off. Or some of them, I'm like, that's super lucrative if you do that it off. crime. <laughs> this is the first one I'm like, ah. See, my problem Take is, it like, it. you can do it once. Like, yeah, you can sure. do it once where or it's... Or slowly over the course of 30 years. Yeah, well, my whole thing is, like, in order to have the volume of cans and have it worthwhile and not, like, go out of your way spending your primary money accumulating cans and bottles and everything, like, you just have to wait for those to come to you naturally or you're spending all of your time scrounging through dumpsters. Which, right. I mean, that is what homeless people in some of those states do. No, sure. totally. Right, because if you have all your time, you can make an, enough to, you know, buy a burger or whatever. But what they don't address in this is, like, it clearly goes awry in this episode because they're chasing this car and all that A story we kind of talked about. Would he just do it again next year? I mean, this might be something you could do once a year and just collect all throughout the year knowing that every Mother's Day you'll have a free truck to go out there and just make three grand a pop once a year. Until the USPS remembers, hey, we have planes. So. Well, right. Yeah, until that gets <laughs> yeah. like, oh, right, that's how we should do this. Hmm. Or until people just send, you know, email cards. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although, honestly, for Mother's Day, that's one I bet has been resistant to it. Yes. Also, because yeah. you send flowers a lot yeah, of time. Yeah, you get parcels, which you're also sending more locally because, like, yes. you're contracting with an... Uh, yeah, you're not going to send flowers across the country when there's to, yeah. right. One eight hundred flowers just calls another florist for you. Yeah. near your mother. Um. Okay. All right. But you so should just call your mother. Just call your mother. Yeah. The moral of this episode <laughs> is call, call your, your mother. mother. Um, I think I'm on the fence about whether or not this is a good crime too. Mostly because like it seems like such a lot of work, and I feel like if you got all those cans together over the course of a year, it would still be super suspicious when you got there. Yeah, I mean, bringing 10,000 in, you got to have a backstory. It's yeah. even like a bar. There's yeah. no, like You probably have to go every couple of nights Where just you so you don't it? store them in your place, which yeah. means you're probably not bringing 10 grand a pop. You'd just be like, I have a hoarder aunt, and I'm helming her out. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Don't yeah. look into that. <laughs> Narratively, like, 
because especially since that place gets penalized if you like accomplish this successfully like yeah they can go to jail if they willingly like know that they're doing something wrong what i'm wondering is is i wonder if there's a service that like picks up I, i don't know if this is even legal but like i feel like there could be something here where they pick up from like all the local bars in the area and then like donate the money or use it to run some sort oh, of sure. nonprofit or something. Right. Oh, oh yeah. That would it be seems like there's a great idea there. if they don't. I, don't, I mean, again, it may not be legal. Sure. I actually don't know like the ins and outs to of, like, exchange. If you're allowed to collect from, I mean, cause obviously the homeless do it, but a couple here and there that's overlooked. I don't know if you're like allowed to collect from things that you didn't serve to then turn in. Cause that is kind of fraudulent, right? Like you didn't buy them, but you're turning them in. But I feel like if it was, but it did get to a good, in it, that it got state. bought in the state, and if it's getting turned in for a good purpose, I wonder if that would be like okay. Right, like you feel like you could fund something small. And you know, if you could pick up, say you could pick up like, you know, a couple hundred from each bar, if you could get that ten grand a day, which would admittedly be a lot of bars, it might not be possible. But I mean, even if you could get a thousand bucks a day, that probably pays for truck, gas, and driver. And then say, even if you just take the money and donate it. Partner it with a Meals on like, Wheels and like oh that's interesting you know what I mean like you've got the money for your overhead of cars and drivers and then you, the yeah, you stop meals on are bars on the way to where you're delivering the meals mm-hmm. hmm. uh, Meals on Wheels at us yeah we'll <laughs> pay you uh, you can pay us to let us use RIP TM 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 <laughs> Damn, you have to say it too or it doesn't work TM 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 there we go Tim 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 uh, thanks for listening to Make Believe Funny. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. And <laughs> just on, I'm just falling apart with this today. So ins- go Check listen in next to week the for end. The, for the out- <laughs> Liz, outro. Liz finally we nailed promised. the intro and it made the outro fall apart. <laughs> uh, go listen to another episode's end, but not last week's where we told you to go <laughs> listen to listen a different to episode's one. end. Uh, uh, please, I think I can get it. Please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, listen on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, thanks as always to our composer Charlie Miller for her music catch her on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to music email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com org <laughs> that'll be the one we have after we start our charity where we drive yes. bottles yeah. around Michigan gmail.org we're gonna call it gmail <laughs> for like grandma mail yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, as always money bye <laughs> Boy, you were doing okay, and then you just derailed. It's a gmail.org. <laughs>